my question is this, and I think I know the answer, even though I do not have a JD. The legal move for somebody, anybody, is simply to say, we think it is illegal for you to put restrictions on a second-time transfer or a third-time transfer. So here I thought I was just being the lead, the, the good parent, the fun parent. Like, you can do what you want. You go, you go to bed whenever you want. You can have chocolate cake for breakfast. Right? All that. As it turns out, I think I might be on the right side of the law. And I am excited to have stumbled into that. For that, we go to former North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Bob Orr. You can follow him on Twitter because he is a great follow. Judge Bob Orr on Twitter. Do I know I asked you this question earlier for confirmation, but it does seem to me that the NCAA's vulnerability here is that you can't be free for the first-time transfer and suddenly put restrictions on those athletes seeking to transfer a second time. Is that fair? Yeah, I think that's definitely fair, but I would go a, a little bit further and say that why should there be any limitation yep. on, on on a college student being able to transfer and then play what is ostensibly an extracurricular sport at the school he transfers to? And, uh, you know, one of the interesting things in all of this was that when Sports Illustrated – you know, took a shot at Coach Brown, you know, saying, well, all the coaches want to limit right. transfer portals. Uh, you know, Coach Brown was very candid and said, yeah, we do. It's, you know, it's an inconvenience right. to us, all these transfers, but there needs to be a waiver process. But it, it clearly shows the only reason there's a limitation is that it makes it a little tougher job for the coaches and recruiters uh, and athletic departments. Uh, to predict who's going to be on the roster the next year, but uh, there, there's there's no legal reason why why the young men and women shouldn't be able to transfer and play whatever. Judge Bob Orr is joining us here. I don't know. I, I, I probably do. Do people around town call you Judge Bob Orr? Or they just call you Bob Orr. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've been called a variety <laughs> of things over the years. <laughs> All right, so. This is a legal matter, and my understanding is that there's no no new information. Could the NCAA legitimately be shaking in their boots right now that, wait a second, it's up. We're going to have to allow transfer. Either we, either we put restrictions on all transfers or we allow everybody to transfer whenever they wish. I'm in the uh, the second camp with you. I think you and I have already, uh, you know, bounced that around uh, on Elon Musk's website. But I, <laughs> I I do believe that they've got to go one way or the other. No. Well, it is the NCAA. Okay. <laughs> so uh, even if if litigation uh, was to be brought challenging the transfer uh, limitations, uh, you know. It's time and money, and they'll fight it for as long as they think they've got a chance. And But I go back to, who is the NCAA? Right. It's the universities that we all love and, and pull for on uh, on game day. And, and so 
as soon as the university leadership decides, look, this is crazy. You know, we don't need to be declaring young men and women ineligible to play sports simply because they transferred. And, and I would remind folks, you can want to transfer anywhere in the country, but that school's got to let you in and that program's got to be willing to let you play. So if there's any problem in the transfer uh, context, it's because the schools and the universities right. uh, want it, but they don't want it too much for their uh, <laughs> uh, for people going out. They're happy for people coming in, uh, but they want to limit the ability for people to leave their programs. That'd be the universities used to be able to restrict where players could transfer to. I don't believe they can do that anymore uh i'm waiting for the ncaa to also declare florida state defensive lineman uh i think it's uh daryl walker um i think it's daryl or daryl jackson i think it's one of those two i I apologize for getting that wrong but i'm waiting for them because he has got basically the same situation as tez does in that uh, and his grandmother his family is local to tallahassee as opposed to charlotte to Chapel Hill. Judge Bob Orr, retired North Carolina Supreme Court Justice, is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. And I think, look, I I was critical of just the notion of Josh Stein being involved. I was critical of the Governor Roy Cooper being involved because it opens up. Uh, it, it creates a threshold for now rival fans to say, what about our, our players? But I think Josh probably did stumble on a vulnerability, and I wonder if that's not the new information uh, that the NCAA has gotten. And, and I, it, it sounds like a repeat, uh, but I, I wonder if Josh just kind of maybe he knew what he was doing because I don't want to say that he didn't because he's a smart guy, obviously. <laughs> but it almost like he stumbled on the uh, like the Holy Grail. Well, I, you know, in all due respect to uh, our Attorney General, uh, I, I think legally. Uh, what he put in his letter to the NCAA is certainly correct in in the number of legal questions, antitrust violations that that could be uh, in play. And, and so, but that was not what precipitated the NCAA's decision. There had to be actual new evidence on the grounds uh, upon which UNC was seeking the waiver. And all of my information is that there was, in fact, uh, new evidence presented that perhaps was more tailored to the uh, the guidelines and standards, which were pretty general and pretty punitive, frankly. Mm-hmm. But but you know there 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 had to be an avenue for the NCAA to make this decision, and the new evidence avenue is the only one that I'm aware of that was left after all of the appeals had been exhausted, uh, and. You know, certainly a lawsuit could have been filed. Maybe you get a trial judge to issue a a temporary restraining order, a preliminary injunction that somehow gets Tez back on the field. But that's a Hail Mary. Right. uh, (laughs) Whereas the new evidence uh, passed, uh, and this would be true for the athlete at Florida State, Right. Uh, you know, if the appeals have run, they need to get new evidence and submit it on that grounds. But um, uh, I, I think this was clearly a case that once new information was provided to the uh, 
the NCAA compliance staff, it was like, okay, <laughs> right. let's make this go away. It, yeah. it, you know, it does bring up the uh, the statements, and there were too many statements ish- issued uh, by people yesterday. Uh, the Chancellor Kevin Guskowitz statement kind of contradicts because he alludes to information that they just received. Uh, but that was not in the statements of Mac Brown or uh, Bubba Cunningham, at least in the, in Bubba Cunningham's statement. It might have been, but you you almost had to read between the lines to, to figure out where it was. Uh, and hopefully North Carolina will not need a Hail Mary tomorrow against Syracuse. And uh, I, I'm setting the over-under at 700 receiving yards for Tez Walker. That might be overly optimistic. Uh, yeah, maybe. It will just be a treat, though, for the young man and yep. his family to, uh, to, to be able to play. And, you know, it's, it's the right decision. I think there, there are lessons to be learned by universities and the fan base and uh, the yes. NCAA as to ways that these kind of problems could have been avoided. Now, the NCAA tried to lay that snake on, on UNC and say, oh, well, they didn't. They didn't do what they were right. uh, supposed to do, but and and I have not seen what UNC submitted, but I have no doubt that they felt like they had fully complied with whatever evidentiary mm-hmm. standard they were supposed to come up with. And normally, if you didn't have an adversarial relationship, if you didn't meet that standard, the NCAA would say. Hey, uh, here's what you need to do. We, you know, you're missing these components of it, and you work towards a resolution. Uh, my experience with the NCAA is it's an adversarial process, right. and so once UNC's evidence quote didn't meet whatever they were looking for, and frankly, UNC probably didn't know for sure what they were looking for. Uh, there seemed to have just spiral down in in trying to. Uh, Get this thing resolved. It's like uh, it's like dealing with a bad home plate umpire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it Angel Hernandez? That's right. The, uh, the post child of bad umpires. He's he's, he's yeah. no good. But we all know this. He'll probably show up in the baseball postseason somewhere because nobody can figure that out. Uh, retired Supreme Court justice in North Carolina, Bob Orr at Judge Bob Orr on Twitter. Thank you so much for your expertise, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. I look forward to it, Adam. Thank you. Take care. Bob Orr here on the Adam Gold Show.